0: Hey friends, welcome to another episode of This Sovereign Life where we aim to inspire you to escape the mediocrity that we've been conditioned to see as success in this society and instead pursue a life that is everything you desire more. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while and you are resonating with it, it's is something that you like to hear. I would love it if you would take a moment moment momento and share it with a friend or family member because I feel like the way we make the world a better place is through inspiring each other. And if you're inspired, I would love for this to spread and inspire more people. So thank you in advance if you're one of the people that does that. You can also rate and review it on your podcast platform of choice, and I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. All right, getting into the episode. Today I want to talk about my uh, newfound kind of epiphany and belief that emotional security and safety are the foundation of all successful education it or is I didn't say that right. Is the foundation of all successful education for our children. I've been talking to quite a few people about the topic of, you know, how we raise our kids. Um, what are we teaching them? What is important to teach them? And the difference between between teaching them academic um, skills, you know, physical skills, life skills, and teaching them emotional intelligence. Right. Um, One of my friends told me, and I can't remember what society it was, but there was a society and probably multiple societies where for a while um, in their early childhood education, they only taught emotional intelligence and tools for emotional and mental success until kids were like 10 years old. So there have been societies and communities in the past that have understood the greater importance of a child's emotional awareness and intelligence and safety and have prioritized that over academics, over metrics, testing, all the things that we seem to prioritize in today's society, right? And... The thing that um, kind of inspires me to talk about this is that it would be one thing if uh, you know we had a bunch of a bunch of healthy kids that seemed secure and stable and happy that weren't bullying each other that weren't getting bullied that weren't shooting up their fellow their peers in schools you know if we had um, if we had people thriving if we had them growing up into adulthood and thriving and and inspiring each other and supporting each other but that's not exactly what it looks like right and so to me you have to take a look at the system in which you raise your children the the template and ask like what maybe what is amiss right and as I raise my own child, she's five now, and that's still really young, but also you know it's in those early years that we really set the foundation for our children's emotional stability and safety um and you know i see i've I've seen a lot of kids in my life, including her, but I've also been in close proximity to a lot of other children right, and I've seen children grow up and become adults at this point in my life. And I've also seen, I'm I'm also around a lot of children, my daughter's age. So um, I have a lot to pull from on this topic when it comes to observation and analysis. And like I always say, all of us can be scientists and psychologists, if we have the attention and awareness to, you know, to study something and connect the dots. No, we're not all gonna get published, we're not not gonna get recognized for our studies, but there is a lot that you can learn and figure out by doing your own study. And one thing that I have always thought and continue to, th- to think is that man, our education system is very subpar. We are not. We are not killing it, right? We are not raising kids that are thriving, that are emotionally successful, and also able to function in the world in a way that you know flows with society, that makes them financially secure, physically successful, et cetera. So, it occurred to me um, in some of these conversations that. Well, I've been thinking for a while how little emphasis we put on giving our kids emotional safety from the time that we're born. Yes, most of us love our children very much. We nurture them. We take care of their physical needs. We hug and kiss them. We play with them. You know, we we show them love. And that is all super important. And if you're doing that, you're doing a great job. I say that to all the parents and I say that to myself, you know? Um, But one thing that happens a lot of times is we get kind of pulled into the current of societal structure. And what I see a lot of people doing is really um, without intention, just getting caught up in the metrics, right? Like what's your child? Is your child talking? Is your child walking? Is, are they crawling? There's all of these metrics we have that put kids in the one or 10th percentile, et cetera. You know, are they gifted? Do they have ADD? Um, are they autistic? All these different things, right? Um, are they are they bright and gifted? Do they need to go to a special school? Are they reading? Are they writing? Do they know their numbers? And we don't realize it, but we get caught into this kind of, um, like, this normal template, but also into this competition where we're comparing our kids to other kids. And a lot of times in an effort to protect our children, we want them to keep up, right? We want them to be there at the top or or at least be making us proud or be making themselves proud so they don't get made fun of, so their teachers like them, et cetera, et cetera. But what's happening in all this is that We're very early on, we're taking the focus off of emotional security and safety um, of giving them the understanding that they are loved and acceptable and accepted for exactly who they are. And they are supported so that they can move in the world in confidence as themselves and pursue what they are good at. And I love this story that Kobe Bryant tells in one of his interviews where he talks about how when he first started playing basketball, he was terrible at it. There was one season of basketball where he didn't make a single shot, I believe, not a single basket. And so he he wasn't just born with the talent, right? He wasn't just born good at the sport. And um, his dad, when talking to his dad after that season – his dad said, "Look son, like I am proud of you no matter what. I love you regardless of whether you're good at basketball or bad at basketball. You don't need to be good at this sport to make me proud." And what Kobe got from that is he he had this feeling of like, "Okay, like I'm good. I'm I'm safe. My dad's going to love me no matter what. So I don't have to do this To um, gain his love or approval, um, or to be bigger and better in his eyes. And so it freed Kobe up from this, like, you know, this need to gain his father's approval or love by, you know, being good at something. And at that point, he was able to decide, well, yeah, but I want to get good at basketball. And that gave him not only the security to to understand, you know, what he wanted and why he was doing it and not do it for somebody else, but also the internal motivation that is so much stronger than the external motivation that we often rely on, right? And so I thought that was a really amazing story and a really amazing way for his dad to be. And it, to me, it kind of sums up what I'm What I'm realizing and what I'm talking about here. And that is that, you know, we start out by constantly, you know, like we have this idea in society where we think, oh, we got to push our kids, we got to make them better. It's our job to guide them and lead them and, you know, teach them. And I'm not saying that there isn't a place for that. I'm not saying that that's not part of parenting. But the truth is, is that I think that we have gotten into a place of way too much teaching and way too much pushing and way too much guiding of our kids. And what we've done is we have skipped over the part where we make them, we give them the confidence that they will be loved no matter what. We give them the security that, you know, if you're not good at this thing that I want you to be good at or that I think you should do, I'm still going to love you and you're still going to be important. You're still going to be acceptable and, and amazing and, you know, perfect to me because you're my child and you're innately valuable and nothing can take that away from you. We, instead, we, we start to show them that their value is dependent on their external performance and, you know, all of these metrics. And I don't think we are intentionally doing this. But the thing is, I think that we start doing this long before their emotional safety is established. Long before they can have that feeling that Kobe had, where they have the understanding to put it all together and say, okay, I, I see that I'm important and loved, right? Because at very young ages, kids don't know how to articulate what they're feeling. They don't know how to articulate necessarily to themselves even. Hey, my mom loves me even though she, you know, is telling me that I have to do this and this and that or she's upset with me because I didn't get a good grade on this or, you know, she's constantly correcting me because I'm not following the rules, right? Or doing what looks good in front of the other kids' parents, etc., right? But so when we start these metrics and we start this this like pushing and all these rules before our children actually have been able to experience emotional security and safety to the extent that they need it to understand that their value in our eyes and in the rest of the world's eyes isn't based on on their performance, I think we do them a big disservice. And I don't think any of us want to. But think about this, like, say that you are in, as an adult, you are in a situation that doesn't feel safe, right? Whether you're literally, like, you know, walking to your car and you feel like you're about to get mugged, or you know that, like, you know, or you're in a, a fight with your significant other, um, and you just, you don't feel understood. When we have something, a situation, even as adults, or say you even have a headache, right? A really bad headache. When there's something that doesn't feel safe, or it doesn't feel right, it feels painful. That takes up all of our bandwidth. We can't, really focus you can't focus on taking drinking more water to take care of your health to try to make your headache go away right like all you need you need to get rid of that headache or you know on the street when you're when you're trying to you know get to your car before you get mugged you're not thinking through your uh shopping your grocery shopping shopping list or you're not trying to figure out how to improve yourself in that moment you're just trying to get to safety and when kids aren't emotionally safe and we put them in these environments where they're required to follow a structure or to learn something or to perform in some way, and then we see them not performing and we see them um, not, not like meeting the bar. The problem is then I believe that we make them even more unsafe by then putting that on them giving them some kind of consequence or you know some kind of like bad result for not keeping up to the standard when really I think what we need to recognize not only as parents but as teachers and any kind of adult that's around a, a child is that if if a child can't focus maybe the first thing isn't to go diagnose them with ADHD maybe the first thing isn't to try to say that they need you know a special class or they need to be punished or, you know, any of these things. Maybe what we need to recognize is that that child is missing a very important foundation of emotional security and safety and that that needs to be nurtured above all else. Forget about their metrics. Forget about whether or not they know the same amount of ABCs as the other kid or if there is advanced in their reading or their writing or their arithmetic, right? Right. Forget about about all that. If you have a child that can't concentrate, I'm not saying that there aren't physical or physiological reasons that children have these issues. But in my humble opinion, far too many children are diagnosed with things like ADHD and anxiety, right? And, and we're making diagnoses, we're putting diagnoses on these, and we're giving these kids drugs that may be affecting their bodies for the rest of their lives, instead of realizing that maybe anxiety is a result of a lack of emotional safety in the first place. And if we just nurtured our children And we gave them that safety and that security and that time, even though it doesn't feel productive to us, it could be the most productive thing that we can actually do for them. And I believe that if we collectively would start to see this as a reality, as something super important, like past societies apparently did, that we may begin to see a difference in how many kids are, you know, having these issues. Because if you really think about it, like I don't think kids are born with these issues. I think we, we create these issues with the way that we conduct ourselves as parents, as teachers, in society in general, our perspective on children and our ideas about what's important and what's not important, when really maybe it comes down to something much more simple, and it's the one thing we're not giving them. It's the one thing we're not nurturing. And if we just just shifted our attention, if we just changed our metrics for our kids, that we could possibly raise a generation of children that, that is confident, but also helpful, that's empowered, and therefore they can empower others, each other, That doesn't feel unsafe, and therefore they make it safer for others around them. And maybe the whole world would change. But whether we're trying to change the whole world or not, what about our own children? Many of us did not get that foundation of emotional safety, and that sucks. That is... That is hard and that is sad and it's regrettable. But I believe that's because our parents didn't and their parents didn't. And, you know, societies and humanity is often progressed and regressed. And I don't know where it all happened or how it all went down. But what I do know now is I am a parent of a small child and I see these things have an impact. And it's subtle And oftentimes we just attribute these things to kids' personalities or their growth level or their, you know, their abilities, etc., their ADHD. But truly, I believe that for a very long time, we've been missing something very key and important. And I think that if... If we not only took responsibility to nurture safety for our own children, but we really truly saw that as adults, it's our responsibility to create safety and nurture safety and give that to all of the children in our lives, in our atmosphere, right? I think if we saw that as different than like, or if we saw that instead of we believing that we need to teach them lessons and discipline them and correct them, think that it would be a different world. And I know that many people still hold on to the belief that, you know, as parents, we should correct our children. You know, there's a Bible verse that many people reference, spare the rod, spoil the child. But, you know, there's another Bible verse, and I believe that language is very important in the Bible. There's another Bible verse that says, Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Okay, so like what? You think that's the same rod? Maybe we need to take another look at that because from my understanding, a shepherd's rod was not used to whip and correct by punishment, but a shepherd's rod was often used to gently turn their sheep in the direction that is safer, to create safety, to comfort their children, right? Or comfort the sheep. It's the same thing. Like I don't I don't buy into this whole idea of punishment being what our kids need the most. I don't buy into it at all. Because honestly, I see my my tender little child and I see how she responds to love and safety versus how she responds to harshness and I know Like deep down, the mom in me, the mom that seeks wisdom, divine wisdom, raising my child, I know that it is more important for me to show her love. And I don't mean coddling love. That's not it. And if you decide that that's what I'm talking about, that's on you. Because that is not the only way to love your children. The only way, it's not the only way to love your children to to coddle and spoil them and you know there 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 aren't just these two extremes in every situation guys like you can love your children provide safety while still showing them what a boundary is while but but the key is to make them feel seen and heard and important and safe and then they can communicate with you you establish a child that that now they they don't have to be in fight or flight all the all the time because their basic emotional needs are are taken care of now they can they can have a bigger bandwidth for all of the other things they don't always have to be trying to find approval and safety and love and I think it's actually pretty self-explanatory. It makes a lot of sense to me. So I hope it makes sense to you. And of course, as always, I love discussion. So if you're connected to me on any social media, or if you want to email me with your thoughts on this topic, because I do know that it's a sensitive topic because we're all trying to do our best. We all want to raise our kids in the way that empowers them, and so I am taking a pretty solid stance in one direction here, uh, or on one topic. I'm taking a pretty, you know, firm stance. That may be polarizing, or may make some thoughts come up for you. So, if that's the case, feel free to um, email me or message me on one of my social medias. My email is sarah or it's discover at the hotelcatalea.com. And I would love to hear from any of you. In the meantime, um, nurture yourself emotionally, give yourself your inner child's more emotional security and see what happens. And maybe it will become clearer to you. Um, I hope this inspired somebody and I will see you all in the next one.